Hi there, I'm Tish Luca, and welcome to Pay It Forward Podcast, a podcast designed for visionary women, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and small business owners driven by success who value freedom and dare to dream beyond the ordinary, mundane corporate structures that destroy our desires and steal our time. We value personal growth, contribution, and we define our own success by true happiness. We believe in taking risks, exploring the unknown, and we believe in paying it forward. Today, I'm thrilled to be interviewing John Frazier from BizBuzz America. John Frazier was once named America's chief advocate for entrepreneurs by NPR, and he's a former NBC News talk radio host. He currently is CEO of Fractional Stars, which is designed for entrepreneurs. John's here today to talk to us about the one thing that can destroy entrepreneurs before they even get started, and a simple shift in strategy that can lead to extraordinary growth. John also talks about what most entrepreneurs have in common that makes it possible for us to change things and change them fast. Welcome, John Frazier. Right. John, it's a pleasure to have you here with us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I, you know, am super touched by your story um, and how uh, what you believe in entrepreneurs. And I was hoping that um, today you could sort of share some of those lessons with other entrepreneurs and and talk about some of your personal experiences um, as it relates to you know your life and and kind of how you started as an entrepreneur and um, some of the lessons that you've learned throughout this process. Um, okay. Share with others. Um, sure. And, and uh, one of the things um, that we titled this podcast as how to define your why, scale your business and prevent debilitating fear of failure or being stuck in the entrepreneurial cycle of overwhelm. So you kind of jumping from that into some of um, your experiences, um, I wanted to kind of go into some particular things that you specialize in. And one of those um, is growth hacking. And you, you talk um, a lot about growth hacking. And I was hoping you could uh, tell us a little bit more about what you mean by growth hacking. Well, growth hacking is, I, I think by a Wikipedia type definition, is just where you're really um, you're trying to grow your business, right? One way or another, whether it's scaling your customers or launching new product or service. And it's, a, it's all about running rapid, rapid fire experiments and, and trying to find just that little uh, formula that really works for you. And I mean, you know, look, the reason why I like growth hacking, you know, growth hacking kind of came on the scene in 2010 and I absolutely loved it. And the reason being is, is that I fundamentally believe that the secret to any business success is discovering some sort of processes that exist within your organization that you can use and, and, and that you can use and measure, right. And track, and, and do that over and over and over. I mean, that is the essence of a successful business. I wouldn't agree more. So, so, so you're kind of um, saying in, in a way to kind of find what works and then automate it, basically. Just kind of do that again and again. Yeah, and, and I think, but the discussion about automation, because that's kind of a whole nother topic. I mean, when I think of automation, especially in that sense, I think of like marketing automation, that sort of thing. This is really not automation as much as it is, I think, number number one is discovering the process. And number two, it's really kind of a mindset because you've got to be laser focused on what you're doing. And when you discover that, again, it's just running that process over and over and, and, and all at the same time, making sure that the... Uh, uh, meeting these goals that's something that you can measure and you know I, I I'm gonna jump around a little bit here but I think sure. um, you know in terms of 
you, you, you say laser focus, and um, I think for entrepreneurs, that's a really hard thing to do um, because right. for entrepreneurs, we have a lot of ideas and we're visionaries. And so when we start thinking about process, we start sweating and, you know, hyperventilating. <laughs> you do. <laughs> so uh, you know, how, what would your advice be to an entrepreneur in terms of, kind of forcing yourself uh, to, to make processes and testing a habit. Yeah, and you know what? That brings up a good point. Uh, the word habit, I think, is the, the real, the, the, the real, or the, the thing that's important, okay? Because we are creatures of habit. And I think when I say laser focus, it's like getting your mind out of whatever, whatever you're doing. I mean, a lot of times, especially when I see uh, new entrepreneurs, I've told many of them over the years, I say, it's time to draw a line in the sand and step over that line and behave and put on a new hat. You've got to be a different person. Does that make sense? It does. It does. When, when do you think that that time is for an entrepreneur? When, when do you get to that, that draw the, the, the line in the sand? Uh, when you've got everything at risk and your success and your family and everything uh, relies on you accomplishing whatever the goals that you set out, I think I think that inherently gives you a, a, a light under or a fire under your you know, a fire under you know what I, I was trying to be nice. <laughs> no, it's okay. Where <laughs> if you need to on this. Yeah. Um, oh, I can. Okay. <laughs> we're an adult audience, so so that's okay. Yeah. Um, but I would say, um, too. You know, I mean, I know we're, we're kind of going to get into your story a little bit, and some of the things that that you talk about, I think, are really important when it comes to exactly this in terms of drawing that that line in the sand. Because you talk about what is your why. Um, you talk about setting up milestones. You talk about gratitude and um, yes. being more open to life experiences. And so um, I wanted to kind of just um, jump into your story a little bit so people kind of know who you are and, and can, can understand why you have had so many experiences that you're able to, to communicate so clearly and cleverly um, as a visionary for entrepreneurs. And, um, one of the things that you specialize in is growing and scaling businesses. And right. um, I believe that um, your gift is your belief in, um, in entrepreneurs and your, and your contribution back to entrepreneurs. Um, and I think that that is not something that is a natural gift. It's not something that someone is born with. It's something that you uh, it makes you very unique and different. So tell us a little bit about what kind of made you passionate about giving back uh, to, to, and helping and teaching. Yeah, well, I mean, look, uh, I always tell people, in all honesty, I'm just an ordinary guy who just had some really extraordinary experiences that I, I went through and I was able to do. And I think that... Um, the 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 these experiences that I went through and really helped shape and mold me, uh, which are really it's it's not like Harvard experience. It's really you know down in the down in the trenches, right? Learning learning the hard way myself. I just have a passion uh, for these entrepreneurs because I, you know, in each one of the entrepreneurs, I kind of see myself in them at, at various stages of my life. And, you know, you brought up one point, which is something that I think every entrepreneur deals with, and that's fear. Um, and, and, you know, truly, I think at my stage of my life, I, I really feel like that I've, I tell my clients, I go, look, anything that's ever possible for you to encounter, I assure you, I've been there. And so I, I'm here to bring you the type of support and carry you through because fear will come in. And it's a game changer for yourself. And I tell them, look, in reality, uh, it, you know, we can talk about competition and all this, but truly you're your worst enemy. And if you don't have the undaunting belief and, and really to go out and do some things in a very fearless way. And, and I think that's how I started my uh, entrepreneur career out 
is truly I was fearless and maybe in a very naive sense, but I believe that everything I touched, I could turn to, to, to gold. Right. Of course that wasn't true. Um, but, um, uh, nevertheless, though, I, I still had that winning attitude. Well, and I think that brings up a good point. I mean, you know, you said you were fearless um, and yeah. kind of just jumping right into your story as a, as a fearless entrepreneur, you started uh, your entrepreneurship very young. Um, and <laughs> now the younger that, that we are, the, the more fearless we are. Um, and so I... I, I tend to think that, um, you know, we are all fearful depending on where we are in, in life. And um, it's funny because you think that your own fears are unique to you. And I know Tony Robbins actually has a podcast where he talks about this and he's like, you know, how many of you, you know, are fearful about, you know, not being able to provide for your family? You know, you have kids and you, you know, and everybody in the audience raises their hand. He's like, you're not that unique. You know, it's like we all have the same fears. Um, and so I sure. coming out on the other side of some of those fears is really awesome for us as um, younger entrepreneurs um, in the game to be able to look at you for advice. And I wonder in your, in your terms, did you have a, someone who kind of uh, guided you along, a mentor? Uh, many. And you know what? Uh, quite honestly, I'm not sure that I really understood the entire concept of having a mentor. Uh, I, uh, again, this is kind of the, uh, what I was saying early, I just had all these extraordinary experiences. And one of them was certainly Tony Robbins. Uh, when I um, first even heard of Tony, um, it was on the radio and he was pitching um the Austin community, how he was going to change their lives and he was going to do this and that. And that was one of those uh, moments of my life that, you know, I, I really felt like I could accomplish anything. And I was, uh, you know, I was making well over a million dollars and I was in my early twenties and I had one of the first cell phones. Actually it was a car, uh, a car phone or a radio telephone, I believe is what they call it. But I picked up that, I picked up my phone. I called my secretary. Yes. I don't know who this guy is. I said, but you pay him and you tell him I'm going to show up at his seminar and I'm going to teach him how to change his life. That's just how I felt. Right. And um, of course I got there and that was Tony's first, I think one of his first original seminars. And there was a whopping 35 people in the room. And that's kind of where I bonded with him and then went on to do many, many different things. But I think over the course of my life, I had a lot of those sort of people. I mean, I was able to really meet some really extraordinary people. And the, the interesting thing is at the time, I'm not sure that I really saw them that way or how ultimately they would influence my life, but they certainly did looking at it with hindsight. And I think too, looking at it with hindsight is um, interesting that you were drawn to a certain type of person, right? Because we all have- I was, I was. And um, but, obviously, but, you some good ones. But, but Tish, it really wasn't a matter of being drawn as much as I think it, um, I, I don't know. I think it was more of an attitude that, you know, all the resources, every, I mean, I came from a poor family. You're right. I started the entrepreneur world at 12 years old and people would say, what? And I said, yeah, I made $20,000 my first month as an entrepreneur at 12. Now, that sounds like a very cool story, but, you know, in reality, look, I did it because uh, I was being raised by a single mother uh, with six children. We were poor. We didn't have money. And I was, I was doing that to help pay the bills, to pay our rent, to ensure my family wasn't on the street. So, you know, I, I um, but, but the, uh, the, the mentors that, if you will, again, I didn't really see them that way, that these people who came and went into my life over the years, it was really more of an attitude where, or a belief system that everything I needed, because again, I came from a family with nothing. So I believe everything I need will just naturally come to me. And that belief kind of fulfilled itself in reality for me. That's, that's a good, that's a good way to, to look at it. And definitely, um, 
you know, brings up a very good point when it comes to mindset being such yes. an important issue for entrepreneurs. And, you know, it's usually what's between our ears that um, either holds us back or moves us forward. Um, Abs absolutely. And yeah, I agree. And, you know, Tish, a lot of the whole notion of fear in, in my, in, at least from my estimation, fundamentally comes from one thing, which is called the unknown. Okay. And, and of course, as you evolve as an entrepreneur, the unknown uh, gets kind of pushed aside because you, you understand the, the trials and tribulations of being an entrepreneur, or I think as you, as you have it um, uh, on some of the things I read on you, you like to use the word journey and a lot of entrepreneurs do. And it's because of that, right? That, you know, the journey actually does somewhat get a little easier um, in, in terms of we, we understand that things are going to happen. It's all a matter of how you deal with them. And I tell my clients, I said, look, you know, you can be as fearful as you want, but I'm telling you, we're not, we're not operating in a mode of being reactionary. We are operating in a mode of being well-informed so we make great decisions. I agree. And, and um, it goes back to sort of um, clarity is confidence, right? So the, the more clear right. we are, uh, the more we learn, the, the more confident we become. Um, but I also... And, and the clarity, Tish, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but the, the, the clarity comes from being rock solid and having a, a real, true understanding of what your goal is. I mean, a lot of people say, Oh, I want to be successful. Well, what does that mean? I said, you know, success is kind of a, it's a very personal thing. And, and I know a lot of people, I mean, I, I think that you probably saw one of the videos I did on uh, a gentleman by the name of Hunter Todd. Okay. And I, did you see that video? I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. An extraordinary human being. Uh, and I, I've known Hunter for years. He was never my mentor, but he was always in my life because I was involved in film and television for, for many years myself as a director producer. And, and I, I would see Hunter, he would be, he was so humble and he was also so grateful that he had this swarm of people around him, these incredibly creative people. And, and really his goal was not to be on the stage. It was to put them on the stage. And that's kind of why I did that video incidentally is because he, I didn't see anybody else telling his story. And when I called him and I said, Hunter, by the way, just for your audience, so they know, Hunter is a, uh, an 81 year old gentleman that uh, started a film festival in the uh, early 60s. That film festival today is the largest independent film festival continuously running in the world. It's called World Fest. And um, uh, it, it's the same festival that created Steven Spielberg or brought him on stage and, um, you know, the, the Conan brothers, I mean, or the Conan brothers, there's, I mean, there's a whole list of these people, but he is, he's an incredible human being and he's very, very humble in terms of what he does. And so I said, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it as my job to bring a spotlight to him because I believe he deserved it. Um, and I think, I think what you're saying is, um, is kind of, um, it's, it's really the meaning behind um, our podcast overall is, is sort of paying it forward and contribution. Um, right. One of the, the key things that I through and through with so many um, successful entrepreneurs is that they have shifted their mindset into more of a um, pay it forward contribution mindset. And they're very grateful. Yeah. Um, and, and so those are the stories that you really see success coming from. But I think as entrepreneurs, it's really hard to get there because we get sort of bogged down with overwhelm because when you're first starting out, you're, you're thinking like, how can I contribute? I mean, I'm just trying to make it through the next day here. And I'm, I'm work, you know, I just worked a, you know, 12, 15 hour day. Um, and I'm not sure if I'm going to get paid tomorrow. So, um, you know, how do you set your mindset up to, to, to think in those terms? Because it's so important to think in those terms, but yet deal with this, the, the overwhelm. What would you, what advice would you give? 
about that. Uh, about what? I'm sorry, I, I missed the question. Uh, about uh, shifting your mindset. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, it's not really a shift as much as, I mean, from my perspective, I think one of the things that I've learned about myself, uh, and, and of course that's something as entrepreneurs we're always doing, right? Discovering new talents or new new things or nuances about ourselves. But one of the things I eventually discovered about myself is my own leadership style. And that that is um, typified as being a servient leader. And what does that mean? Well, in my, at least in my definition, being a servient leader means that I largely measure my own success by the success of others. And it's one of the greatest gifts that I have to share in this lifetime. And and seeing how how these entrepreneurs evolve and and again kind of shift their own mindset and and face fear and and break through that and go and and learn how to scale their business to the next level. And it's like it's it's you know in some instances I suppose I almost look at it like you use the term pay forward, which is fine. Maybe that's, that is what I'm doing. Uh, I always thought of pay forward as like going through McDonald's, right? And paying somebody's or Starbucks or whatever. Right. But, but it, it really does apply here as well in the sense that, um, you know, I, I, I have, I have a lot to give in this world. And I believe that really the more I give uh, ultimately I mean, the things that come to me sometimes just, it's crazy. And I go, really? I mean, the people that come to me and, and the opportunities that come to me. And it's and it's largely because I wake up in the morning and I really feel like one of the core uh, attitudes, if you will, or mindsets to being successful is being grateful. And and I, I'm going to define that. Uh, a lot of people would say, oh, yeah, because you're grateful about your Mercedes or something like that. But no, you know what? I'm grateful about everything. And I try to teach the people that I'm around that, you know, embrace, uh, embrace the bad things. Embrace them as opportunities. They're opportunities to learn and be grateful for them, you know? And I, I, I really think that if, if, you can, if you can surround your life with that sort of attitude, um, you watch the magic and the miracles that happen in your life and it's ongoing. Yeah, it's kind of, um, it kind of goes back to the basic principles of giving is better than receiving, right? So, um, right. you know, it, it is very natural once you get to, to that point, I think. But, um, you know, so many times we get overwhelmed with the pressure and noise in our lives that, that we forget about, um, you know, right. letting that in. And, and, and uh, I mean, Tish, and one of the things that's very near and dear to my heart, and I, and it took me years to figure this out, but uh, eventually, uh, uh, I think offline, you and I had a conversation about the fact that I had my memoirs uh, written by um, by a writer. Uh, but I realized too, at, at the same time, as I looked at my life and went, you know, it's amazing. I mean, mom is always important to all of us, right? But in my case, um, my mother, who was really an entrepreneur herself, her whole life uh, end up really influencing me. And, and, and I saw her in the late sixties or early seventies, um, even as an entrepreneur uh, lose opportunity because of gender bias. And so today, uh, you know, I, I'm just really thankful that we as a world or as a community, however you want to look at it has really evolved in, and, and the fact that one of the things that's very near and dear to my heart right now is how can I help more women entrepreneurs? I think that, um, I mean, the statistics about women entrepreneurs is unbelievable. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but I mean, there, there are studies showing that if you have a, a, a woman entrepreneur on your board, your business will do literally 10 or 20% more than those, the, the counterparts that don't. And so, you know, why is it that um, what's been holding or whatever has been holding them back? I think we have to get that behind us. And also the fact that uh, the, the female entrepreneurs out there, 
need to also embrace the same sort of mindset and go out and create some great opportunities. And some of the entrepreneurs that are out there, uh, like the entrepreneur that created uh, Canva out of Australia, she's absolutely one of my favorite um, female entrepreneurs. So I guess the bottom line is that that's something that I'll continue to push and, and help. And whenever I have an opportunity to work with a, a female entrepreneur, I, I say, yes, I want to do this for, with you because I'll, I'll be your wingman. Yes. Well, <laughs> that, that's, that's awesome to hear. And uh, as a female entrepreneur, I can appreciate that. Um, and I think that, um, you know, it is, it, it definitely has changed in the way of, you know, um, the way that the world is, thinks now. I remember when, yeah. up, you know, my parents um, used to believe like, you know, <clears throat> and my mom, again, like yours, has been an entrepreneur all of her life. Um, she's in real estate and, um, you know, has always worked very hard. But I, I remember, um, you know, back then it was like, you have to create an idea or a concept um, and then you got to hold on to that and you don't tell anyone really anything about it because that's, that's your creation, right? And that was the only way you could really become successful, you know, in the yeah. minds. And I think that is kind of the shift I'm talking about. I feel like now today we've shifted into, um, you know, no, it's not about that. It's about growing on ideas. It's about one idea grows into another idea, which grows into another idea. And all of those ideas can can blossom right so it's less about you know being secretive it's more about a synergy right between all right. um and especially as entrepreneurs because we are visionaries and um and we are the ones that that will make change right. so right. um one of the things that um i did want to ask you about um you know you talked a little bit about um, Hunter Todd and and right. kind of his vision. And one of the things that I got out of that that video was that he he saw a need, um, and he right. kind of it, it's. We had a recent event uh, with Russell Brunson, um, and Russell Brunson was going over some some new concepts with us. And one of the things that he mentions is a book called Play Bigger. Um, and they talk about category king in that book. Um, and it's basically, you know, you've got your um, different segments and you're, you're pulling your niches out of those different segments. Well, category king kind of sees a bigger problem and then creates its very own niche um, outside of what's already out there. So I think that's kind of what Hunter Todd did in, in, in this instance. Is that how you would describe it? No, absolutely. And I think I opened that video saying, I, I was trying to figure out exactly how I wanted to say it. And I ended up saying, look, the one thing entrepreneurs all basically have in common is that they, well, most of them, uh, is that they have, they have gone through some event in life that's, dis, I called it displeasing. Some of them are events that really piss people off and say, I'm going to go change things. And that's, that's where you get the entrepreneur grip, burning fire in your, in your, your belly that makes you go out and, and change things. And that's exactly what he did. He was like, what's up with this? He goes, you know, you know you've got all these Hollywood uh, awards going on, but what about documentary filmmakers and independent filmmakers? And this, by the way, is in the 60s. He said, who's focusing on them? And, and the answer was nobody. But yet again, you know, he kind of proved his point when um, Steven, no, it was uh, Steven Spielberg and um, uh, uh, Ang Lee. I mean, the list is huge of people, though, that he brought the spotlight onto their lives saying, look, these are really talented filmmakers. And that went on to... to you know, obviously create some pretty blockbuster type uh, films. So, so in, in your experience, how do you go? I mean, I know, you know, I looked at, at some of your, your personal testimonies and testimonials in terms of, you know, I know you, you offer um, a 30 minute strategy with, with entrepreneurs uh, as a, as a service. <laughs> I think it's outstanding, but, but in right. some of those testimonials, they talk about, 
you uh, being a visionary in terms of kind of knowing what those future trends are and being able to, to kind of pick up on some of those category king type concepts. And how, how would you say that you go about doing that? And what is your vision for the future um, in terms of startups? Tish, if I ever figure it out, I'll call you back and tell you, but I have no idea how I do that. But you're exactly right. I mean, uh, we were on the forefront of cloud computing uh, during the days of um, during the days of when the predominant internet access was dial-up at best, right? So we were talking about 5600 baud. Woo, that was fast, right? So it was really way before its time. And it, again, I think it was more or less a need that I saw. Um, I had just, especially with that, I had just come out of. Um, running an investment banking firm as the, the principal and CEO of the company for almost 14 years. And I, I continuously had problems with software systems and all that because they were so new uh, really to the world. And I just said, hey, you know, there's a better way. And then I happened to latch on and, and meet um, other people who, who felt the same. And we went out and tried to change the world with a thing called the application service provider industry. So I don't know, but I, I do know it's, um, I love exploring new opportunities and, and new ways of, of, of solving them. I have a, a friend here in Austin that leads uh, IBM's um, data science and AI initiatives. And he and I typically will get together like every two or three weeks. He's a brilliant, brilliant man. And, uh, he and I get together and we sit around and debate what we think is the next big thing for apps or, or systems or whatnot. But I, I mean, I, I guess, I guess it's my inquisitive mind that gets me in trouble, Tish. How, how about that for an answer? Well, I wouldn't <laughs> say trouble after having multiple uh, multi-million dollar businesses. I think they, that having that mind has actually probably helped you. Um, yeah. and, and, and I think that's another thing that's really interesting about you and your journey is that, um, you, you, you kind of have all of the assets, um, you know, in terms of you're an entrepreneur, but you also have a very technical side. Um, yes. and going back to what you were talking about with the application, um, software, what is that software called today? Just so the audience. Cloud computing. Cloud computing. Okay. So yeah. way yeah. of your time. Yeah, that was way before, I assure you. But it was an interesting journey. And I think, you know, at that particular time in my life, um, there is a, uh, let's see if I can remember his name, a, a, a friend of mine who I became friends with, uh, his name is Traver Kennedy Gruen. If you look him up, you'll see he's ranked as one of the top 10 most influential people ever in the world of of networking, along with Steve Jobs and you know, people like Bill Gates. And so again, it was one of those situations where I just happened to be around some really great minds. And, um, and I, I have a, a belief that, you know, part of our entrepreneur journey is just continuously learning, even at my stage. I mean, I guarantee you, I, I'm one of the most ferocious readers you've ever seen in your life. And I read more than in a morning than a lot of people do all month. But I love it because, I, you know, I think knowledge is very empowering. And, and not only that, but it keeps me fit as an entrepreneur to help, help my clients. Now, I, I want to go back to, because you brought this up, it's not really a free session as much. Well, it is free. But um, I call it your, your business strategy in 30 minutes, right? And um, this, is a, this is something that I really started doing when I had my NBC talk radio show because people would call in and they would want to talk to me afterwards, after the show. And then I kind of developed that as a program. And I said, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to spin this. So it's a selling tool for me as a, as a fractional chief strategy officer, or as a consultant, I'm going to do what I, I write for my heart, which is I, I can help these entrepreneurs. And it's, you know, you're talking about, um, about, really being visionary in terms of some of the things that, that's coming up and all that. A lot of that is from those experiences. 
um, I, you know, I talked to an average of, I would say no less than five, more or less than, uh, more or less probably five to 10 entrepreneurs per week. And I give them 30 minutes of my time. And it's literally, look, give me the pitch. I want to hear it. And we're going to go right through it. And I'm going to walk you through on, on how to take this to the next level in an, a, a very unselfish way, because there's no hidden agenda with that. Right, right. And I think um, what you're saying is basically, you know, um, again, it comes back to, you know, you're, you're, you're giving back and there is not a hidden agenda, but because you're giving back, it, it does, it does cycle back around. So, so that's, that's, that's a better. It always does. It always yeah. does. Yeah. Um, and I Absolutely. think, that, you know, when I look back and, you know, after we spoke, uh, last, last time we spoke, we, we kind of went into great detail on your story. And one of the things that I love is I, I look at your story and I'm just, I'm so taken back by some of the things that you've done and, and the accomplishments that you've had. And I, and I think to myself, like you, you really like throughout this story, you just, they were just matter of fact that you stated them and you didn't really get into anything, um, about your personal ego or there, there was just no sense of a, an ego in there. And I feel like that is also so important because when your ego starts to get in the way of your success, you start learning less, right? And you start allowing those learning experiences and contributions from others to come into your mind because you, you've developed an ego. So I, I thought that was um, something that was really interesting about your story. Um, that, that they were just kind of, yeah, I did this and, and yeah, I, I made this multi-million dollar business, but I moved on. I went to the next thing or I failed and yep, I failed. I moved on, but there was never any sort of attitude. How, how do you, how do you, how do you keep your mindset and, and keep your ego out of it as, as you're growing? I know you mentioned meditation and gratitude. Right. Well, yeah, meditation is part of it. I mean, it's something I do, uh, and it's very personal to me in terms of of the way it enriches my life. But but going back to, I mean, if, if you want to talk about the ego, I think that this is kind of something that's that's really bubbled up over the past maybe six or seven or eight years um, in terms of realizing that there there were a lot of companies out there being run by egotists egotistical maniacs in some cases, right? There's a, there's still a few, yes. but, um, but I, I, and, and I think that, again, this is kind of how we have all evolved over the years as individuals, but realizing that, um, you know, I'm going to tell you, I've, I've got a client right now and she is driving her business through her ego. And it's probably one of the most challenging things right now that I'm facing because um, I, I can't stop that. I mean, I don't have like superpowers, right? Nice. But I, I'm trying to give her some small baby step learning experiences to, to make her realize that that's actually hurting you and not helping you. Uh, because, you know, the ego, when the ego's driving your business, uh, oftentimes the, um, the, the collateral damage from that attitude are the people around you in terms of how you treat them or how you view them, right? And and look, no matter what, I don't care what kind of leader you are, if you don't, if you can't surround yourself by great people within your own company, that's a losing proposition. And that's why there's no place for ego anymore. And so I would never adopt that, uh, Tish, it's just not me. But hey, I, I want to just switch gears just for a second, so we can we can um, couch the interview in a, in a more appropriate way. And that is, is that uh, Tish and I apparently both believe in networking, and um, and 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 being open to who 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 comes into your life, and that there's all all these opportunities. But um, Tish is one of my newfound friends, and when I when I discovered her through just or just casual networking, I looked at her and said, oh my God, she is so awesome because she's a storyteller. Probably one of the most important um, skill sets for entrepreneurs today, don't you think? I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think 
storytelling is really what, uh, you know, really what sets you apart. It really gives you that. It does. Um, and, and Tish is a rock star in that uh, field, so take note. <laughs> I that. Um, you know, it's funny, I, um, at this event that I, I was just at, uh, one of the things that we were focusing on was traffic, right? So getting traffic to whatever it is that you're selling. And yeah. um, one of the things that came out of it, and it's, it's so basic, but it said, somebody said, well, don't think of it as traffic, think of it as people. And yes, think of absolutely. It as people, um, and then you think of it as not selling, but serving. Um, you are, there you go. So it's, how can I serve my dream audience? Um, and so I right. think, you know, transitioning that mindset and serving your client by being authentic and being transparent in your own story is what is going to uh, develop a, a real authentic relationship, right? Right. And, and I think, you know, um, I, I'm not sure what the context of that uh, uh, seminar or event was, but, you know, that's another kind of evolution in the entrepreneur world, uh, especially how the Internet's evolved. Video production is obviously extremely affordable, like even what we're doing right now. But, um, you know, there's been a fundamental shift, I think, away from the traditional modes of selling and getting in your face kind of approach to really understanding the customer journey out there and that actually what you're doing is you're kind of intersecting that journey with some sort of value that you're bringing to, to bear and saying, look, hey, notice me because you know what? I've got, I've got something really valuable to give you. And I think that's part of, uh, of, of the evolution that's going on. And that's something I've certainly embraced in a major way, be, just in the sense that I love video production. Um, I think it's a great medium. I'm going to be doing a lot more of it. I left my NBC talk radio show in Florida to come back to Texas, where, where I'm originally from. I'm, I'm based in Austin, specifically for that. And of course, when I went to NBC and I said, look, I'm shutting the show down and I'm, I'm moving back to Texas, they said, why? I told them, of course, to make them feel a little bit better was because they didn't sell breakfast tacos. But the truth of the matter is I came back to Austin to, um, to in effect, um, begin to share even more information vis-a-vis -vis video. So that's something you'll see a lot uh, from my brand, which is Biz Buzz America. Um, and with that said, uh, John, I'd like to help you um, get more of your story into your videos um, and, 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 and kind of just going through your story that we've gone through, just kind of um, having you um, get more detailed on your emotions and the things that you've gone through. Because I think you've, you've removed your ego so far from your experiences that um, that you sometimes will leave that out of your storytelling, and so I think that's a important thing that uh, that we can work on on some of your videos, which are fantastic and, and great. But it's like I I think that you forget sometimes how big of a success you are to others, and and what a great mentor you you could be by just sharing some of those emotional sides of your of your story. Uh, I think that's probably some really great advice because. You know, I think inherently, I'm a much more of a matter of fact kind of person. And if you read through any uh, any feedback from any of my clients or people who I counsel, they'll say that just that thing. They'll say, you know, John just tells it like it is. And, and so I, I suppose you're exactly right. Of course, that's the beautiful that's the beautiful thing about you know the entrepreneurs that are out there like yourself. I mean, you know, like I said before, I mean, I discovered you, and I said, oh my gosh you know, Tish is a storyteller and, you know, and, and of course I'm, I'm not a storyteller. I, I have some ideas about that, but certainly not with your expertise. So I, I welcome that in, in a major way. And thank you for suggesting it. So in, in kind of just going through some, some, some last minute thoughts, um, I just wanted to ask you, uh, in, in your experiences, um, 
you know, I mean, I know there are different stages to entrepreneurship, but if you, you know, in terms of our particular audience, um, really people who are already entrepreneurs, um, and maybe they're just sort of stuck um, and they are looking to, you know, do what you said earlier, which is draw that line in the sand and, and take the next step. What kind of advice would you give? And, and is there, is there an order to that advice? Like, you know, um, kind of, you know, maybe start doing this, uh, you know, these four or five habits that you might recommend or, um, what do you, what is your thought process there? Giving them advice in terms of how to evolve as an entrepreneur. Just kind of what are, what are the, what are the, like some basic steps, uh, that, that you can make to make quick changes to, to sort of grow your business. And I'll give you an example. Like, yeah. Uh, let's say my, my mother is a great example. She's a realtor. She's a very, very hard worker. And, and, and like you said, going back to, to a lot of entrepreneurs have had something happen in their life that that's displeasing. And that's, that's sort of what's driven them, um, right. with such, uh, momentum. Um, and they are, they feed on momentum and they also sometimes can get really stuck working in their own world because they they have to prove that yeah. they can get out of this and they can do this right. themselves, right so for my mom like that that was for her she, she had a, a, a hard childhood and and so she's always sort of been the caretaker and in her business it's the same so she has always kind of done everything herself and right she's always kind of stayed right in this one window and she's such an incredible woman and I know she could grow but but what is it like if you were to offer something to her in terms of advice, what, what would that be? Um, just like some simple things. Um, yeah. I, well, I think uh, one of the things I definitely uh, suggest to, uh, I mean, most of my entrepreneurs that I work with is, um, you know, there's this term by the way, and I've just, I've got to get it on my system. I'm going to do it on your show that I absolutely, I just absolutely hate called grind. And oh, you know, if you're, sorry, if you're uh, grind, G R I N D. Okay. And if you're in a, if you're in a grind, you have not discovered the whole concept of how to design your life. I mean, in my particular case, people say to me, Oh, you're such a hard worker. And I went, really? I don't think I work at all. <laughs> I mean, I really don't. I just live right. And this is just part of the way I design my life. But, um, the one thing that I definitely recommend is um, the journey, which is a much better uh, a, a much better way to describe it as opposed to the grind. But the journey that you go through as an entrepreneur, um, one of the well, let me I'm going to step back for a second. You know, when I was I I, I worked in film and television, uh, and you probably don't know this, Tish, but um, uh, Mr. Hunter Todd actually gave me eight years back to back to back awards for the best live concerts uh, of the year that I won for an eight, eight consecutive years. So I worked with a lot of rock stars and country stars. And it was really an interesting event for me because, and, and I realized what really made me really great at working with these people is the fact that I am at the core, a manager, a good manager, right? And, and, and those people needed management, even in that sense. But one of the things that I learned when I was around those sort of people is that um, some of some big, big stars out there who I was around and, and knew and met and worked with, I would look at them and I'd go, why, why are you walking around like your life is a wreck? When you're this like humongous star and you got all these people, you know, I mean, like screaming, you know, and, and I realized what the reality to it is, is that, um, that their high in life, what really pushed them and motivated them to write music and perform and all this was the high that they got while they were on the stage. And, and that's why a lot of these sort of, stars turn to drugs because they they feel a void in their life like i want that all the time and of course that's impractical you can't like live your life like you're, you're on the stage the whole time with you know 
50,000 people screaming at you, right? right. So, so I, I kind of, I, I learned that from, like I said, some big stars. And then working with entrepreneur, entrepreneurs, I would tell them, I go, look, you know, uh, in, in starting a business, it's not all fun. And there's a lot of things that we do that aren't giving you uh, the, that, that aren't providing anything for your own personal self, meaning to make you feel good, right? There's no feel good stuff going on. And I said, but you are in control of that. And it's all a matter of perception. Um, and so if you've got to reach down, at, well, well, I tell them, what you need to do is set your life up in a way that you are winning more often than not. Well, how do you do that? It's all about your perception of what's going on. And let, let's say you're in an early stage and you're trying to, to launch some you know, killer service or, or killer product. Maybe it's that you're just winning at collecting emails to build a potential audience. You know? And so we, you, you reach 10,000, you go, and, 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 and you don't look at it and go, oh, well, that's kind of cool. You go, wow, you know what? That's a great milestone. So having those sort of milestones in your life and, and being able to, again, set yourself up as a winner, um, be, because again, there are, there's not gonna be people out there that are gonna run up and go, oh my God, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. You had 10,000 uh, new subscribers, right? right? So you've gotta do that internally, but set yourself up for that in a way that you can continuously win. And sometimes it's the smallest things that are the most important ones. Yeah, so that's, that's my advice. Great way to, to look at it. I remember reading something um, that you had written about, you know, kind of setting up those small milestones so that when you reach them, you feel like you've made a win. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I remember Alex Sharfin, uh, who's a coach that I, I've learned from, and one of the things he says that entrepreneurs will do is, you know, they'll create this goal. I'm going to make seven figures this year. And what he says is, you know, bring the target closer, you know, bring yes. closer to home so that when you are, you know, maybe you've made 985,000, but you've had a great journey. Um, that's, that should be a win. You know, you should, you should be looking at that as a win um, instead of, you know, setting your, your goals so far out. Well, and, and Tish, some of that's like what I said before, is uh, the the definition of success is very personal to different individuals. Um, there are some people who are perfectly happy with making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year mm -hmm. and not a million dollars a year. Does that make them less successful? Uh, maybe not. Maybe there are elements in their life, and I've actually run across uh, entrepreneurs over over the many years that I've been involved in the industry and, and, and had entrepreneurs literally tell me that. So, and, and I think another thing is, is this, um, something that I've said for many years, and that is, I believe that the whole narrative of the entrepreneur has been kind of hijacked by Silicon Valley. And what do I mean by that? Well, I mean that, you know, if you're out there creating you've got the greatest idea since sliced pie for a new app. Um, you know, the, the notion that you should try to compare yourself or set your sights on becoming a Mark Zuckerberg uh, or an Elon Musk is probably more counterproductive than it is productive for you. I agree. You know, again, because make it personal and keep it personal. I think that's one thing certainly Tony Robbins preaches a lot about. Right, and I think too, you know, you may be my, uh, you may be Zuckerberg someday, but it's in going through that journey that you're going to get there. So those smaller things that are going to happen along the way are the things that are going to be more important to 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 get you to that success. Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, absolutely. And 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 again, just keep it personal and set yourself up to win. Uh, more often than not that I think that's really important. And, and part of that is part of that is also as a way, if you're doing that, it kind of forces you into creating some, as you said, near term goals, right. That you can 
that you can uh, achieve? I mean, to set, I'm going to make a million dollars and then you reach 900,000. Does that mean you lost? I don't think so. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think money's, I think money incidentally is probably a danger is a dangerous measurement to use in the first place because, because money uh, take from me who work with some of these big stars over the years, right? Money is certainly not the end all to being happy or being successful. What motivates you in being happy? And I think that's more important. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's uh, what, what it is. Find out what it is that fulfills you, right? And then when you right. reach your financial goals, you'll be fulfilled because you'll have already, you'll already understand what that is. Tony Robbins. Well, in my, yeah, and in my life, uh, Tish, I don't, you know, quite frankly, I do not focus on the finances. I, I believe that, I believe in this core uh, core belief system, which is this, the more people I help, um, you know what, the money just follows that. And that's a better spot to be in than as opposed to the person is out chasing money. I, I agree with you. And that the funny thing is for me, uh, and my husband will tell you, I, um, I am so not focused on the money portion that I, you know, I hate doing my invoices. <laughs> I, hate <laughs> I hate doing anything that has to do right. with like the fiscal side of things. Um, right. Quite a fault. And a lot of times, you know, I love, like you said, you know, I don't feel like I'm working. I love what I do. So a lot of times if yeah. I have a client that'll come to me with an idea that they want to get started on, or I'm working on something for myself, I just want to get going on it. I'm like, oh yeah, we'll figure out the contract later. And I start, you know, I start working on it because I get so excited about it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, look, and I saw that 100% when you and I connected, right? And, and, and Tish is a person who does not allow the grass to grow under her feet. <laughs> right? Yes, this is true. This is true. Um, That's a good quality. But, um, well, I, I really appreciate you coming on today. I'm sure that uh, we'll, we'll, we will do this again. You just, um, I, we didn't even touch on most of your story here, but um, just so much great uh, advice and information. Um, I'm going to put a link um, to your site as well. So if anybody wants to follow up with John Frazier, I will have his, uh, his links to both of his sites um, listed on the podcast. And um, we'll, be, we'll be looking forward to catching up with you again. Anything that you wanted to add before we closed out? And no, you know, follow me on Twitter. That's something I'm very active on. It's at BizBuzzAmerica, which is my brand, which came from my radio show, which was BizBuzz Florida at the time. But so I kind of kept that. But yeah, I love, uh, I tell people, I say, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you can, you can actually get to know me really well because oftentimes I'm tweeting about things I'm thinking about. Well, it's funny. I, I, I have started following you on Twitter and um, lots of really great information on there already that I <laughs> it's just It's just stuff that comes to me. I mean, there, there's, there may be some exceptions, but, you know, yeah, uh, yeah but, but overall, absolutely, you know. Uh, I had to laugh, too, because we had quite a few of overlapping um, audiences, so it was interesting. Definitely um, thinking along the same mindset. So, so Tish, as we leave now, what's your last word for entrepreneurs listening to you, your audience? What's your last word of advice for them? Well, from my this last conversation? Word uh, are you know really try to um, to 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 shut off the pressure and noise in your life, and try to be grateful and allow yourself to give and receive. Um, because I think that's when you really will start yes. to uh, your business grow. I agree. And, and Tish brings up a really great point. Allow yourself to give, but also allow yourself to, to receive. And, and you know what? The other thing is, is to expect the most from yourself. Yes. Yes. And, and one last tip is work with the right audience. Work with people that you want to work with. Stop yes. working with people that are taking away your fulfillment or your happiness. Transition yes. uh, into an audience, into a dream audience, and, and your, your life will, will dramatically change. 
Right. Don't don't hang out with people that rain on your parade. Exactly. <laughs> well, since tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Yes, anyway. yes. All right. Well, happy holidays to everybody. And thank you, uh, Tish, for allowing me to enter your world and share what little I did. But anyway, I hope that some of this is helpful for people. Thank you so much, John. And I hope we can yep. do this again sometime. Yep, you too. All right, talk soon. Yep. Thanks for joining Pay It Forward podcast. For more great tips, visit createtribes.com. If you'd like to visit or learn more from John Frazier in today's episode, please visit him at tv.bizbuzzamerica.com. You can also follow John on Twitter at bizbuzzamerica. Thank you.